every single day we work hard to create a beautiful life for ourselves for our children the only the only thing that we see within this world is I and those around me from my circle of friends or my family members the religion of Islam stands against this the religion of Islam teaches us the phenomenon of altruism selflessness to put others before us the religion of Islam says our faith is incomplete or our faith seeks its completion only and only with sacrificing what we have, with the notion of altruism, with becoming selfless and putting others before us, whether it is at work, whether it is at school, whether it is our money, whether it is our efforts. In this topic, we'll seek to discuss the notion of al-ithar, within the Holy Qur'an and within the teachings of the Ahlul Bayt. In the name of Allah, the Gracious, the Most Merciful, may the peace and the blessings of the Almighty Allah be with and amongst all the Prophets and Messengers, including the last, the Beloved, Muhammad and his honorable and dignified and purified progeny. A man comes to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wasallam in a time where the Muslim community had recently migrated from Mecca to Medina. And as you know, this migration created a lot of difficulties for the Muslims as a community in the beginning of its establishment. Muslims left everything that they had in Mecca. They were driven out of the holy city of Mecca. Some of them were prosecuted. Some of them were killed. Some of them were taken as captives. Some of their homes were burned down. Some of them were being tortured out in public and torture houses that they had created in the downtown of the city of Mecca, such as the parents of Ammar, Yasser and Sumayyah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives the permission to his prophet, to his beloved Rasulullah, to go towards the city of Yathrib, later known as Medina. When they went to Medina, they migrated to Medina. Muslims from elsewhere, came towards the city of Yathrib or Medina to settle there. One day a man comes to Rasulullah. He's hungry. He has come from a long journey. He comes to him, he says, Ya Rasulullah, I am hungry. I don't know anywhere. I don't know anyone besides you, Ya Rasulullah. I came for the sake of Islam. I came to embrace the religion of Islam. Is there anyone to give me food? Is there anyone to give me shelter? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sent one of his companions, 
to the, to the house of one of his wives. He came back and she said, we have nothing besides water at home. He said, go to the next one. He went and he came back and he said, she says, we have nothing besides water. Rasulullah ordered him to go to every single one of his wives. And this man was a witness that Rasulullah in none of his chambers had anything besides water. Amir al-Mu'mineen, Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib was sitting. He said, Ya Rasulullah, do you allow me to take him with me? Rasulullah said, Ya Ali, do you have anything at home? Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib said, Ya Rasulullah, we will make this happen. We will take care of this man. This man has come from a long journey. He took the hand of this man. He took him to his house, to his, to his residence. He says to Fatima al-Zahra, salawatullahi alayha, he says to her, Ya Fatima, Ya bint Rasulullah, do we have anything to eat? She says, we have a little bit of bread and some water. He said, put the children to sleep. Put them to sleep hungry. The children of Ali and Fatima, Imam Hassan, Imam Hussein, Sayyida Zainab. He said, put them to sleep hungry. Put them to sleep early. And then turn off the candles. And put the bread in this man's plate and put the water next to his plate and give me a bowl with water. So as soon as they put the kids to sleep, she gave a bowl to this man. There was plenty of bread in that bowl for the man to get full after his long journey. And she gave an empty bowl to Amir al-Mu'mineen salawatullahi alayhi. Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib turned off the candles and he pretended that his plate was also full. This man ate, he was full. Then Imam Amir al-Mu'mineen turned on the candles. The man realized there was nothing in the plate of Ali. And all this time Ali was pretending there was food in his plate. So this man eats, eats without any reservation. The next day he went to Rasulullah. He said to him, Ya Rasulullah, this man yesterday, he took me to his home. His whole family went to sleep hungry. He didn't eat anything. He had bread. He only gave me this bread. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam says, Indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed a verse. Discuss discussing the notion of altruism. Discussing the notion of sacrifice. Discussing, discussing the notion and the phenomenon of prioritizing others above ourselves, of giving priority to others before us. And the name of Ali ibn Abi Talib and his family and his household was recorded eternally to be amongst those who put others before themselves. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Hashr says, وَيُؤْثِرُونَ عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ وَلَوْ كَانَ بِهِمْ خَصَاصَةً وَمَنْ يُوقَ شُحَّ نَفْسِهِ فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُفْلِحُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes this incident. He says, and those who embrace, those who have gone from Mecca to Medina and they embrace the visitors to Medina and they sacrifice, they give from that which they barely have. They superiorize others over themselves and they وَمَنْ يُوقَ شُحَّ نَفْسِهِ and those who control their nafs, those who discipline their nafs, 
They are the true victorious ones. Surah Al-Hashr records this incident for Ali ibn Abi Talib. Another incident in chapter 76, Surah Al-Insan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of another incident where miskeen, yatim, and asir, a lost man, a prisoner, a captive, and an orphan, three days consecutively would come to the household of Rasulullah. They would knock the door. There would be Rasulullah, Ali, Fatima, Hassan, and Hussein while they were observing Siyam, while they were fasting. And at the time of breakfast, there was a, a, a bit of water and there was a piece of bread that they were about to share to break their fast. But the poor comes and he knocks the door, Fatima, the lady of the household collects the pieces of bread and she takes it to the miskeen, to the lost. The second day to the orphan, the third day to the captive. And for three days, they only drink water with fasting. This is the notion of altruism. This is sacrifice. This is putting others above ourselves, before ourselves. At the moment, Fatima, Imam Ali, Rasulullah did not say that those are ordinary people. We are the chosen ones by Allah. We are the household of Rasulullah. We are ought to be honored. No. They put others before themselves, knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would be pleased by the fact that we are showing humanity towards His creation. For three days consecutively they give this food to others and they remain hungry. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the third day reveals the Qur'an in Surah Al-Insan. What a beautiful chapter that contain the utmost principles of humanity. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala records the phenomenon of altruism, sacrifice within Surah Al-Insan. That the highest levels of an insan, of a human being, is when he puts other human beings above himself, before himself. In fact, we give this food to you not wanting any form of appreciation. We don't await for you to thank us, to appreciate what we have done for you. We have done this only and only for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Indeed, brothers and sisters, the phenomenon of altruism, sacrifice, the phenomenon of putting others above ourselves and before ourselves is something that is extremely dear to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's extremely loved by the Almighty, not just to other human beings. One day, Al-Imam Al-Husayn salawatullahi alayhi has a bustan, has a garden outside the city of Medina where he goes to rest. 
He goes with his family and friends to rest. It has some flowers, some palm trees. The weather may be better than inside the city of Medina. And he has a slave inside that garden that takes care of the garden. Before he entered, he saw that the slave is eating some bread. And every bite that he takes, he throws one to the dog, to the guard dog. Imam Hussein then stood at the door of the garden watching the slave. Then he said, he called his name. He said, do you allow us to enter your garden? So he smiled. He said, Ya Ibn Rasulullah, this is your garden. I am a slave. I am a worker here. Imam Hussein said, no. Not only you have become free, but now this is your garden. And now we are your guests. If you allow us, we will enter the garden. If you don't allow us, we will go back. We will return. He said to him, Ya Ibn Rasulullah, why? What makes you decide that you're going to give me my freedom and this garden? He said, the act of putting this animal, which is the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, equal to you in your meal, not letting him starve while you ate, was the most beautiful act of worship. Was the completion of your iman. And therefore, a man with your status, a man with your iman, a man with your sacrifice, shall be honored. Number one, the notion of altruism, sacrifice and the words of Ahlul Bayt. Brothers, sometimes we live a life where we only see ourselves, we only see our families, we only see our circle of friends. Others don't exist in this world. Through my perspective, I'm the only important existence on the face of this earth. I make money, I spend it on myself. The time that I have, I spend it on myself. The energy that I have, I spend it for myself. Even when I come to donate, when I come to do charity work, when I come to do something entitled for others, there I want to be given the appreciation. There I want people to understand that I am the one giving. There I want people to appreciate what I have done. Others, no. They tell you some of what we have belongs to us or most of what we have belongs to us and some of it belongs to others. So if I have, for example, $100,000, I take out the khums of $20,000 and I give it to others because Allah has ordered me. He says that the least of your obligation is to give that 20% away to the poor, to building hospitals, to building schools to serving the emotional, spiritual, physical needs of others who are less fortunate. And there are others who will tell you, no, what we have, we keep a little for ourselves and we put others before us. Meaning we give what we have belongs to others. Our time belongs to others. Our dignity, we'll give it away to others. Our wealth will give it away to others. This is the notion of sacrifice. This is the notion of altruism. 
Number one, in the words of Ahlul Bayt, what does it mean? Is Islam only a religion where I care about myself and I care about my family? Or Ahlul Bayt taught us how to put others before us? Number one. Number two, how do we treat every human being and how do we treat the believers in particular? Within the words of Ahlul Bayt. And number three, what lessons do we draw from the principles and the stories of the Ahlul Bayt within our lives today? From the words of Ahlul Bayt, my respected brothers and sisters, we find the following statements Al Itharu A'la al Makarim. Altruism, sacrifice is the highest and greatest form of ethics. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam and the holy household ask us to represent the religion of Islam, to be the representatives of the religion of Islam, not with our words, but with our actions. So if we want to represent Islam, we shall represent Islam with ithar, with sacrifice, with altruism, because it is the greatest form of ethics. Al-Ithar al abrar The righteous have a tendency. What is their tendency? Their tendency is Ithar. Their tendency is altruism. Their, their tendency is sacrifice. Their tendency is put themselves second, become selfless and not selfish. Al-Ithar a'la maratib al-Iman The greatest the peak of the mountain of Iman, if it were to be conquered, it is conquered through Ithar. It is conquered through sacrifice. It is conquered through selflessness. Al-Ithar afdalul ibadat. Amir al-Mu'mineen, Mawla al-Muhadeen tells me that sacrifice, altruism, selflessness, as the greatest form of worship. If you're hungry, and there is another human being that is hungry, you give what you have to another human being because that is the greatest form of worship. It is greater than your hajj, it is greater than your salah, it is greater than your fasting, it is greater than... It is that moment when you put others before you where Allah recognizes that act as the greatest form of worship. Afdalu al Iman, one of the most noble virtues that every believer must have is to be generous. And the greatest form of generosity is selflessness. The greatest form of generosity is indeed Number two, how do we treat people and how do we treat believers? You see, if we as Muslims, especially living in the West, only took this principle in perspective, 
Islam would enjoy the greatest of reputations. People would flock towards Islam. People will look at Muslims and say, we want to be like them. What is the teaching of Ahlul Bayt in that regard? عامل سائر الناس بالإنصاف وعامل المؤمن بالإثار. When you treat others outside the religion of Islam, don't say because they're non-Muslims, they're far away from my belief, they're far away from my religion, they're far away from Allah, therefore they shall be honored less. No. Amir al-Mu'mineen says, عامل الناس بالإنصاف. Every human being that comes across you, whether it's your employee, whether it's your employer, whether it is your boss, whether it is your teacher, whether it's a driver, whether it's a supermarket, treat them with justice. Not just justice. Give them the best of treatment. With kindness, with generosity, honesty. Be fair to them. But he says, then treat the believers with ithar. If a believer, if you're dealing with a believer, with a mu'min, put him above you, put him before you. Become selfless when it comes to him. Now, anyone looking at such a community will say, I wish that I would become part of that community to be disciplined in such a manner. And another hadith, Amir al-Mu'mineen wa Mawla al-Muhaddeen Ali ibn Abi Talib says, Bil-Ithar yusraqu al-Ahrar. There are some people that cannot be purchased and brought with money or fame or popularity. They look at your fame, they look at my fame and they say, I can care less about this fame. They look at my money and your money and say, we care less about this person's money. They see you as the president of, for example, such and such country or such and such company. And they say, we care less about those titles about how much money this person has, what car he drives, why they are the free. They have not enslaved themselves to titles and wealth and worldly positions. They are the free. They're given themselves the title of being the free. However, even them, you can win them. How? Bil-Ithar. When they see you as someone with selflessness, when they see you as someone with the virtue of putting others before you. When they see you as someone who is willing to sacrifice what he has for the sake of others. Then even the ahrar, the, th the free would be attractive to you, attracted to you. And with this point, we'll conclude, how do we bring in this notion of Altruism and sacrifice and ithar within, to, within our life from the teachings of Ahlul Bayt. One day, Sayyidina wa Mawlana Amir al Mu'mineen Ali ibn Abi Talib went with one of his companions, Ibn Tufayl, to purchase a brand new attire. So he went, he purchased it. And then, as soon as he got home, he said to Ibn Tufayl, Bring me somebody that is poor. So Ibn Tufayl said, why Amir al-Mumin? He said, do it. 
So he went and he found someone, some ripped clothes, some, someone that is poor. Amir al-Mu'mineen gave him the shirt. Ibn al-Tafayl said, yeah, Amir al-Mu'mineen, you just got this thing for yourself. You just went and purchased it for, you, for yourself. You don't have anything besides this. Why did you do this? He said, I like this shirt. When I first initially bought it, it was something just to wear. On the way, I realized it's something nice. I liked it. And I said, what a better opportunity. Now that I like this shirt, what a better opportunity now for me to give this away. If it was something normal, if it had no significance, yes, maybe I would have worn it. But now that it's become a treasure, now that it's become something that I love, now it's time for me to depart, that, depart away from that for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then he said, سَمِعْتُ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَآلِهِ وَسَلَّمْ يَقُولْ مَنْ آثَرَ عَلَى نَفْسِهِ آثَرَهُ اللَّهِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ الْجَنَّةِ Whoever becomes selfless, whoever gives from what he loves the most, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant him, will gift him Jannah in the Day of Judgment. Aisha says, مَا بَاتَ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ ثَلَاثًا شَبْعَانًا قط. Rasulullah never slept three days in a row with a full stomach. وَكَانَ يَسْتَطِيعُ عَلَى ذَلِكَ And he was able to sleep while he was full. But he taught himself. He disciplined himself the fact that let us put others before us. Brothers, sisters, the lesson that we learn from the stories of Ahlul Bayt that we have shared, from the hadiths and the beautiful sayings of Ahlul Bayt that we have shared, must become a lesson, must become a virtue, must become a characteristic within our lives. From now on, let us not only and only look at ourselves as the most important existence. The only ones worth of the time, of the energy, of the wealth. But let us begin to discipline ourselves with the notion of sacrifice, selflessness, altruism. And every while, let us decide to put others before us for the sake of their Creator. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا أَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ وَصَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَى مُحَمَّدٍ وعلى آله الطيبين <تصفيق> 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 <تصفيق>